it's a little stock. Basol, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blazing buzzer buttons. Big rigor inspection. Spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. And Kirk! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bongs. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard? Mommy. Howdy, hi, friends and neighbors. Jason Newstead here, listening to and podcast for all. Bitches! Back to the podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Season Niner, Episode Niner. Dude, we're talking about being a gamer tonight. Do you game, Jeff? Did I hear a Niner in there? Are you calling from a walkie-talkie? I'm calling from an Airbus A300 Niner Niner. Over, <laughs> over. Check, check. Roger, roger. Bob will appreciate that. The Bob signal. We haven't heard from him in a while. He's going to be popping in one of these days, I'm sure. I'm thinking about calling up Mike Mueller for part two. Mike Mueller. Jeff, I haven't heard from you. I'm, I'm, I'm in Mescuta working for Empire Heating and Cooling. When are you going to have me on? we got to break that podcast record in the Guinness book. <laughs> Your voice is back to normal now, so now it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, last week my voice was super fucked up from Pittsburgh, and I had more of that Mueller growl, as you can you say. Yeah, the, the, the rasp. Same with Larry, Larry too. He, he couldn't talk, but he could do the Mueller. I need a McCafe. I'm going to get in the Beretta and go see Jason Newstead in Syracuse next weekend. <clears throat> As I clear my throat, because it hurts to talk right? like that. <laughs> Back to what I said two minutes and 45 nanoseconds ago. Are you a gamer? I do play video games, but I don't know if I would necessarily consider myself a gamer. Does that make sense? So you just, you know, play a couple hours here, a couple hours there. You're not like a 10 hour a day gamer professional like some of these, you know. No, I can play people i don't think i could play any video game for 10 hours straight and there's some video games i really love playing but no a couple hours at a time and then and then i'm over it since you've been born give me your top five video games of all time oh my goodness well grand theft auto has got to be number one uh forza motor is one Forza Motorsport, so whether it's the one on the track or Horizon, which is the open world, any of the Forza games would be up there. Um, The UFC games, I I love the fighting games. The Far Cry series, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater series. I mean, there's there's a bunch of great games that I love growing up. Tony Hawk was one of the ones that I played a lot as a kid. Really? Absolutely. Little 360, little 720, little McTwist action. 
I was going for the 900 when Tony oh, Hawk landed. Tony Hawk landed the 900 in real life. I'm Took well him aware. a while, but, but especially at that time. He can land a 900. I can land about a 30. A 30. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I can go from from this stance to this stance. And Maybe a it. 90. Maybe a 90. I can do a 90. No more than 92. I used to skateboard when I was younger. I think that's why I liked it. I wasn't very good. I could at most do a kickflip. I could do like an ollie, a kickflip, and oh, you're ride just like, around. You are just like James Hetfield in 86. You sucked and you broke your arm. Pretty much, yeah. I could caveman out of a tree and break my deck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you, so I'm going to introduce you to my top five games. Grand Theft Auto Five. We We mutually agree on that. See, I went with the series, though. I was just going okay. series in okay. general. Okay. That's why the games I named were pretty much just like the series of those games. Okay, Grand Theft Auto. Going way back to 1987, Contra. Contra is a great game. Original I love NES. that game. Yep. Love that game. I'm also going to go, I might get some hate mail with this, Super Mario 3 NES as well. I don't think you would get hate. And if we're going to go with older like older games, now granted this isn't quite as old as the the NES, but I would go original Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation, like Crash That's Bandicoot solid. 1, I 2, and 3. That. Those games were, I played those games a lot as a kid for sure. That's solid. So I said GTA, Contra, Super Mario 3. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to throw in there John Madden 92 for Sega Genesis. Because that was oh, the dude. first game I had for Genesis. It was Christmas of 92 when I got that. I think the first Madden game I had was Madden 97. Okay. So you know what it's like when you experience your first Madden. Yeah, dude. I loved it. <laughs> and for my fifth game, probably Night Trap for Sega CD. Wow. Now, I have to throw a disclaimer out there. People that <laughs> <laughs> people that are Googling right now Night Trap... Sega CD or just Night Trap the video game, you are you are going to see some results on Google that is going to drop some jaws, not knowing that that video game was available in that format during that time. Now, for the record, I have never stalked anyone. I have, that we know of. It's not like you're <laughs> going. It's not like you're going to admit that right now. <laughs> I have never stalked a person. A female. <laughs> I have never looked in anyone's bedroom window. Are you a I'm, peeping Tom, Shane? I'm not even going to mention how the rest of that game goes. But when you're in junior high and something like that comes out on CD where there's actual people and it's real and it's Night Trap, it, I'm just going to leave it at that. It was an epic game. And how how that was produced and approved and made and sold is still mind-boggling to me. Unbelievable, There's a couple unbelievable that they, they made that a game for sale because it this day and age it would cause fucking riots. There's a couple games that were like that. I remember back in <clears throat> it would have been the early two thousands, Rockstar made the man manhunt video games where basically yes, you're I remember that you're, one. You're a psychopath who just goes around <laughs> fucking torturing people, basically. That's that like, describes dude, Night Trap pretty close. I'm so in for that. <laughs> I'm so fucked up and I'm so in. Send all your video game hate mail to in podcast for all at gmail.com. We know you're only seven minutes into this episode and you've already canceled us. 
you're like, oh my god, these guys want to stalk and torture people. These guys are fucked up. Delete. <laughs> delete that. I would say delete that. Dude, I'm excited for tonight's episode, season nine, episode nine. We are talking to pretty much the guy that's responsible for the images of the band that you see in Guitar Hero Metallica. Pretty cool for him to come on and share his uh, story here. Absolutely. This dude has quite the resume. He's worked with some of the biggest names in the game, and I'm really interested to see what he has to say, some of the ideas that went in, how long it took to put this all together, because you got to imagine that. Serious. Think of the programming of that game. Exactly. Well, and the fact that you know he's drawing these these characters up or these people, I can't imagine he drew up one sketch and said, all right, there you go. There's there's your draft. I, I would imagine that he went through maybe two or three. Yeah, sometimes he was at his desk more than a more than more than a couple of days working on this. Exactly. When I think of Guitar Hero Metallica, the times we talk about it, the times I read about it, the times I you know you come across clips on YouTube, I always think about when they're in the LA Forum. And the cool part is they use the poor tour and me cunning stunt stage for that big arena part of the game. I love that aspect. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah, I they also, really put in ahead. a lot of. De- I was going to say they put in a lot of detail in that game for Metallica oh, fans. When you think of the poor touring stage and, you know, the instruments that are there, even the the detail on the Zildjian cymbals, explorers, Vs, I mean, even Rob's hair braids whipping around. I mean, they, they spent some time on it. I was impressed. A lot of truckster footage in that video game, if I remember right. I just wish we could see what they would do now with today's technology. They'd be playing Dirty Window with an LTD baritone. You'd have one of the arenas would be the full arsenal stage. Oh, God, can you imagine? That'd be pretty cool. They missed it by that much. Some electric chair comes down with Tesla coils. Mm -hmm. My other memory is, you see this a lot on YouTube, Lars struggling to play the intro to the shortest straw. (laughs) While wearing that big, goofy, ping pong ball looking suit. I think that's what they call it. Animation suit. I always thought it was like golf balls in all corners of your body that pick up the, the action. Yeah, I remember that video. I suppose he probably hadn't played it in a couple decades, so I can't really blame him for forgetting it. But still, it's like, dude, you wrote that song. How do you not remember how it goes? and your bright ideas this is going straight to youtube is it but live feed on youtube he's catching on everybody's on three two one one more time let me just learn it that's so much easier i'm a really fast learner trust me remember when justin hunt from road to lightning said that sounds like windows 95 crashing Oh, that's right. <laughs> Some interesting comments we've had about songs over the years on a podcast mm-hmm. for all. We can say that now, years. Years. All of all of our guests have ruined these wonderful songs in the back of our brains now. Yeah, Metallica is ruined. We'll never listen to them again. So. Yeah, w- when I hear Straw, I think of Windows 95. When I hear Orion, all I can think of is Dino from Chicago. That's a terrible image in my head. He's like, I don't want to think of his face when I'm trying to think of Cliff wailing on the bass. 
one of the most epic instrumentals, and I'm thinking of Dino the Douche from the Windy City. You're thinking of Dino rocking a piss in the arena while that song is playing. <laughs> Same thing with Jeff Little from DFW when memory starts. It's the piss song yeah. now. Yeah, well, that's that's a little bit more <laughs> understandable. Not that memory is a bad song, but it's okay no. to do that to memory, not to Orion. Before we, get, <laughs> before we get to our special guest tonight, do you have any end voting for all segment in season nine, episode nine? You know, I didn't have anything for tonight just because I didn't know where our guest is going to be as far as, you, you are know. still hung over from your steak party and did not do your homework, Kirk Jr., Try to be courteous here. Try to be have, nice. When you, when you have to draw the band for a video game, I think you're pretty damn committed to the band. You know, we could try and just get our first 100% in voting for all and say, all right, everybody, what's better, Guitar Hero Metallica or Guitar Hero Aerosmith? I think that's what we're going to go with. You just called it on the spot. <laughs> that was my plan all along. I just wanted to build it up a little bit. <laughs> I've never pointed this out to you. When I edit a lot, when you get super excited, you start gasping for air. I love it. I start gasping for air? Well, there you go. It, <laughs> it probably doesn't help the fact that, uh, you know, I, I smoked before we started this, so now I got to clear my throat out. Oh, you were indulging in some Mike Tyson product. I, I wish. <laughs> I don't have none of that up here in Minnesota, not yet at least. Larry! 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 We're talking to individual Orlando who has worked as a visual development artist and art director in the entertainment industry for over 15 years. His clients include Activision, DreamWorks, Sideshow Collectibles, Warner Brothers, Fox, Sony, and many more. Many more that also include Tony Hawk and Metallica. Your thoughts before we talk to this fine gentleman. Well, when you said Activision, my first thought was Tony Hawk Pro Skater because that's what comes to mind from when I was a kid playing that game growing up. So... That doesn't surprise me. That's pretty cool. Like right when you throw that game in, the Activision logo is the first thing you see. And it... I remember what the PlayStation 1 startup sounds like. It's still ingrained in my mind. Yes. Let's get to them. Tons of uh, video game, guitar hero, Metallica chatter. Please welcome Mr. Cameron Davis. How are you doing, Cameron? Doing very well, Shane. Thanks for having me aboard. And uh, yeah, should be fun. Thanks for coming on, Cameron. Uh, we just went over a 15-year history out of those clients we listed, Cameron, which one has been your favorite so far? I think we have a hunch. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, um, yeah, worked for uh, for Activision, the publisher, but the uh, developer was called Neversoft. And, okay. Uh, yeah, you, you may remember the uh, the introduce, intro logo for the Tony Hawk and Guitar Hero games, or the Tony Hawk ones where it's like a, a skater with, or an eyeball with a, the eyeball, a, spear, yep. a spear that goes through it. Yeah, so that was kind of my... That was my first foray into the entertainment industry. Um, pretty fresh out of college, and uh, yeah, actually, my the first project I worked on was uh, a Tony Hawk game. So that was uh, that was pretty. That was really fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously, NeverSoft uh, is a it was kind of a company that would never exist today. It was just like kind of shoot from the hip. Like, like the CEO was just this is kind of I would describe him as like. Yosemite Sam meets uh, <laughs> Aerosmith. I don't know. He was he was a badass guy, and uh, just kind of kind of uh, just steered that ship, and uh, just really smart businessman, a really right. cool guy, uh, Joel. And uh, yeah, they started up uh, NeverSoft back in the day, and uh, they worked on a, a Spider-Man game, and uh, 
Uh, obviously, they started Tony Hawk, and then that's when I came in right around Project 8. Um, worked a little bit on a, a gun. They had an open-world uh, Western shooter I worked on for a little bit, uh, the, the sequel, but that before that got canceled. But then, uh, yeah, we got uh, Guitar Hero landed in our lap, and uh, that was... That was a good time. That was great. I take it from an early age. You've been drawn. You've been working with animation. You've been you've been playing on Microsoft Paint like we all grew up on. Is that a good guess? <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> <laughs> Clicking pixels with a mouse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, as a kid, you're drawing from the time you can hold a pencil, and and that's definitely been my case. I also had a couple older brothers who went on to have uh, careers in design as uh, industrial designers for. Mattel and Oakley. So it was kind of in the family that, you know, you can have a, a career in arts. And so it was, I was lucky to be able to be encouraged by my parents to, you know, pursue art as a career. So sure, I, I, I got to, you know, <laughs> I got to do that where most kids, you know, you can't make money at being an artist, so you better go be a doctor or whatever. So I got sure. to do what I love, which is awesome. That's awesome. Did you go to school for it? Yeah, I went to the, uh, uh, well, actually, high school, I had a really great um, art teacher uh, named Judy Vogelin, and she was very instrumental in, in all of our careers, uh, my brothers and, and mine. And uh, so she kind of set me on the path for, for art. And uh, then I went to Rhode Island School of Design, uh, RISD on the East Coast, and uh, got a, a degree, a bachelor's degree in illustration. And... Um, I'm from Oregon originally, uh, so after okay. after school, I I moved back in 2005 and got an internship uh, in LA uh, with a company called Design Studio Press, who who publishes uh, concept art books and and stuff, um, you know, concept art books for, uh, based on movies and and games and and all that stuff. So I kind of got into that through uh, an internship, and then they hooked me up with the the NeverSoft job and. The rest was history, I guess. That is awesome. Jeff, did you hear he's from Oregon, the land of the Goonies? <laughs> yeah, just thinking that. <laughs> Anywhere around Astoria, Cameron? About 80 miles east, yeah. A little little town called Forest Grove, Hillsboro area. Right uh, on. Yeah, it's about 20 miles west of Portland. So, yeah, I've actually uh, uh, made a couple pil- pilgr- pilgrimages out to, uh, to Astoria in, in the last few years just to i just love the like the mystique about it then wanted to feel nostalgic feel like you were arnold <laughs> yeah, in ki- kindergarten yeah. cop or yeah <laughs> feel like mikey no he wanted to go to the jail and go orv bullet holes <laughs> bullet, bullet holes, holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that jail that jail's still there and the the goonies house is up there uh you can't go visit it anymore. They kind of blocked uh, that off to, to tourists. Uh, it's insane but. that they wouldn't open that up. Can you imagine how much money they so, would make? Oh, my God. Airbnb that place out I for 1200 a night? Like, kill it. Look at look at the Christmas Story house. They do that. It's I was a, just going to say that, Jeff. Yep. Yeah, huh. it's like, you know, museum touristy by day, and then you can Airbnb it at, you know, on the weekends. On the holidays, and, yeah. Yeah. It'd make a killing doing that. It's like, oh, you want to walk through the goondocks? Okay, $20 a head. Okay, you want to spend yeah. the night here? 500 a bedroom, and it'd probably sell out for a year in advance. Oh, easily. Easily, Absolutely. especially with the anticipation of it opening up finally. People mm-hmm. would be all over that, yeah. including yeah, myself. 
if you got like there's some some Rube Goldberg uh, way to open the gate, you know. <laughs> I truffle shuffled just to open up that motherfucker. Oh, you mean a a bowling ball, a chicken, and a pink balloon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some MacGyver shit too. Come on, do it. <laughs> Come on, it's Chunk. I just saw the most amazing thing in my entire life. First, you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Come on, do it. Come on, do it. Cameron, when you were growing up in uh, just east of Astoria, Metallica fan at all? Any uh, any early heavy metal in your life? Um, yeah, I, I I mean, you know, for my age growing up, I uh, I definitely got into them with the Black Album, which <laughs> I'm uh, sad to say. But I was you, you know, don't was say nine <laughs> nine years old, yeah. So along with ninety other million people, it's that's a normal right. thing. Right, right. I was one of one of those, but uh, yeah, um, that's how I got into them, and then. Um, yeah, just, I just remember, I remember the day when they, when they announced that we'd be working on the, uh, the Guitar Hero Metallica game. I just, my stomach just was butterflies and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, let's get to it. So pretty much Tony Hawk led to the Metallica project, correct? Yeah. So, so Neversoft, um, the, the Tony Hawk franchise was kind of winding down. EA had, uh, EA had come out with a skate game at the time, which was, I remember Which that. is more realistic, and you could use the joysticks to do kick clips and stuff. I did not think it was a better game. I didn't. Still to this day, Tony yeah. Hawk Pro Skater was the superior game, and then when they made the remaster, <laughs> I made sure to buy that as well. You know, fun fact, Shane, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 had Minneapolis as a map, which, of course, me being from Minneapolis, I thought that was the coolest thing, even though it didn't exactly look like Minneapolis, just the fact that we were in a game. <laughs> I was like, all right, we made it. I had the same feeling with with Burnside, yeah. Why would a great company out of Los Angeles choose Dumphole, Jeff Winslow's town of Minneapolis as a town <laughs> that you could fucking skate around? Are you kidding me? Because people wanted to grind on the tops of taxi cabs and yeah, a wannabe Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did actually game. pitch that once. I was like, it would be awesome if there was a mini game in Tony Hawk where you could run around or on the skateboard and shoot people with paintballs. <laughs> they oh, were like, no. yeah. They're like, no, that gets in the whole shooter right, thing. That's like too much. And there's the violence and the you know, the moms don't like it. And I was like, man, that would be awesome, though. <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater had the best soundtrack, too. That's true. Yeah, that was like the first game. Yeah, it was the first game I remember having real, like, contract or uh, – licensed music and right goldfinger superman that song was like the song of that game good memories when i hear that song to this day i still just i think of that game (laughs) yeah for me it was primus oh Um, yep jerry was a race driver (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) great memories all right the bread and butter of the show cameron 
Metallica. <laughs> How do you get the call? How do you hear the news? Who reaches out to you? How do you find out when you're going to be the guy that's got a big part of this game? Right. So, yeah, I had um, uh, already worked on, I designed all the characters for uh, Guitar Hero 3, 4, and 5. Wow. Uh, and Aerosmith. So we'd already worked on a few of them. Uh, we we got the contract. Uh, Activision had bought the rights from uh, from Harmonix uh, to produce guitar, uh, guitar Hero games, and then we had about six months to put together the first game. Um, and and uh, yeah, so that was that was super cool. Um, I got to I got to meet a bunch of you know, my heroes, a bunch of rock stars would come into the studio to do, to do mocap, including, uh, James sure. Hetfield. And, uh, so I got to meet him very briefly, uh, when he was in the back with the, the ping pong ball suit on. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that was just a great time because, um, you know, in the, in the other guitar hero games, there's, there's just a huge eclectic mix of a bunch of music. And this, this one was like, okay, this has got all good music. <laughs> And then they brought in, uh, uh, you know, other other artists who influenced them throughout the years, uh, like King Diamond. And yeah, uh, yeah. Little known fact that actually, uh, King Diamond was the uh, from Merciful, Merciful Fate was the uh, he was they did a, a song in there, um, Evil, I believe. And uh, and King Diamond was actually uh, at at home in Texas with a, a back issue, so I had to jump in the suit and and do the mocap for him so oh no kid little known fact i am i am king diamond that is cool wow can, can you imagine that jeff uh king can't make it put this suit on you're him <laughs> let me help you out of your chair grandma <laughs> <laughs> Born in the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So there's some popular footage, Cameron, of the ping pong ball suits when you're watching them mm -hmm. uh, film the whole day. I don't know if that's the correct term. So that day where they're all in ping pong ball suits, you were there for all of that. Um, I wasn't there. That was more the animation, uh, the animation team. Okay. But uh, but a lot of the rock stars would come in to to the office to do that, and then they'd stop by my desk to see how their designs were coming or, or their, their outfits or whatever. Most of them chose what they wanted to wear, but sometimes they got to, got to make stuff, make stuff up. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it was for, you know, 23, 24 years old, I'm sitting there getting to draw my heroes. And yeah, one of them, one of the more memorable ones was, uh, like one of the first albums I ever bought was, uh, Siamese dream smashing pumpkins. And, uh, Billy Billy Corgan comes over my shoulder, taps me on the shoulder, and says, "Make me look younger." Like, <laughs> Maybe you can add some hair over here. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to grasp is they they come in and the band does their work, and then the company comes to you and says, "Okay, it's in your hands. How do you start this? How do you finish this? So basically, what are you doing, and what's the timeline?" to get I what right. I can imagine is a, an amount of work that is just incredible to get done in time. Yeah, we that was always one of the really good things about uh, Eversoft was the production schedule was so 
it was so tight where the producers were really were really good about keeping everyone on track keeping everyone on the tasks making sure everything got got done on time and then yeah right around uh metallica i'd say we were up to including testers i think we were about 180 employees in-house wow. in in woodland hills california okay just in the valley I was, you know, I, I I was the character designer, uh, so I wasn't in a, a lot of the production meetings or the business side of it. So, um, you know, they they came to us, and I think you know, we have four or five months to put together uh, the Metallica version. We, but at that time, we we'd already produced a few of these games, so we had a lot of the the back end already done. We just kind of had to reskin reskin stuff and and uh, the the note trackers, the the game designers mm-hmm. who you know, take the chords and the and the notes and transition that mm-hmm. into playable guitar hero notes and things for the game. So that was like the bulk of, of the of the work was was creating the characters, modeling, skinning and the environments and the light shows and and then the note tracking for each song. So that's cool. How many different versions of like the band how many James or how many Kirks would you have to, you know, create <laughs> to fit in all these different kind of you know the the eras of you know the eighties, the nineties. Just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know we see the band in the yeah. in the game. They're at the Stone. They're at the Hammersmith. They're in uh, Moscow at Tashino mm-hmm. Airfield, and then at the end, I believe they're at the Forum in L.A. Yeah, I think so. What goes all into that when you have these different scenes and you got different eras of you know someone that's aged thirty years in their career? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think back. I should have gone through all the all the art that I've done for it to get refreshed has been about 12 or 13 years now but Mm -hmm. yeah i remember the first thing that i did was kind of take james excuse me (laughs) was to take james and um you know play with the level of stylization that we were going to try to incorporate into the characters so i started with one very cartoony another one that was a little more realistic and then one that was almost almost like photo real so Mm -hmm. I, i played a lot with um, you know, kind of what the style would be and w- how we could bring them into the world of Guitar Hero without, you know, losing Guitar Hero style and and also keeping making Metallica. sure that you know it's them. Yeah, make sure it's it's recognizable and also you know cool. <laughs> That's important. You know, it's cool. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's just like any any other game. I mean, you look at. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, for example, anytime you see someone turn a picture into what would look like, I mean, it has a very distinct look. It mm-hmm. may look like mm-hmm. someone, you know, like Dr. Dre is in the new Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it looks like him. You can tell it's him. You hear it and all that, but it still has that look. So I, I get what you're saying yeah. when you're, you know, trying to keep it within because Guitar Hero had a very distinct look. They're characters. Mm-hmm capturing the realism but still giving it that you know guitar hero that vibe that's feel. pretty yeah the style that's an interesting way how you said that you had a really cartoony one semi-real and then realistic and then you kind of almost sounds like you blended them together yeah that was pretty much <laughs> that's exactly what happened you get you get a uh, you know feedback from from production you get feedback from you know seven or eight different people and then mm-hmm. kind of try to try to make everybody happy but yeah, I mean, so yeah, kind of the, the process was, I, I was just 2D at the time, just two-dimensional concept art, sketching, painting. Um, 
And then the, you know, after the designs are approved, then that's giving, given over to a 3D modeler and they start building uh, in 3D and ZBrush or Maya, I think were the two that everyone was using. I think there was a character modeling team of about 12, wow. 12, 12 artists. You mean to and tell me they're not using Microsoft Paint from Windows 95? <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> How fast can you sketch up a, a good James or Lars Cameron? Ooh. Uh, like for this project, what was kind of like, here's a base, right, here's a basic sketch, yeah, here's a good I, sketch, and here's like my best that I could ever do for you. Yeah, well, honestly, you know, my my stuff for the, uh, the conceptual part of it is not going to be shown to the public. I did do like a, a, a cover for Game Informer, I think, or something. And, uh, cool. you know, so that's an illustration that you, you would take to finish. But, you know, for you know just getting getting it to be useful i don't uh, you know i'm sitting in the same room with the guys so i i'll do a sketch and be like this is kind of where we're going and then can move on to it if i want to go back and polish it up and and use it for promotional stuff later then uh i would do that but um just as far as is having it be useful um yeah i would spend a day just working on one character and uh yeah I, i'm thinking yeah now now i'm thinking uh some of the the more fun stuff to work on for that game was the um the unlockable zombie versions of of the of the guys. Yeah, I remember so, that. I remember the zombie picks. I think Rob had like instead of the dreads or the the braids, he had like long chains with hooks on the on the end and he yes. would swing those around. Yes, that's right. And James had like mechanic version uh vibes to him yes. and uh Gosh, now I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, that that was probably the most fun I had was doing the kind of the zombie versions of the guys. And then they had um, one of their famous roadies managers' name is Zach. Did you have any uh, stuff with creating him? No. Okay. No, I, I don't recall that. So I remember they had King Diamond. I think they had Lemmy in there from Motorhead. Oh yeah. Yep, Lemmy. Um, Lemmy was great. Their their right hand man Zach, the zombie stuff. <laughs> You remember any more, uh, Jeff? I was trying to think. It's been so long I since know. I played that game. Bill Bill had that at his house, and for a couple weekends when it came out, I mean, we played it all weekend long. But oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah, that's how... this is 14, 15 years ago. Where's Where's the time gone? Yeah, yeah. I would love to play that again. And I remember you had yeah, the you had to buy the separate kick pedal to do the double bass. It was a it was a total. Uh, here's how we're gonna get all your money. You can buy the package and the drum set now, <laughs> but now you have to buy the extra kick pedal to play Dyer's Eve. Mm-hmm. I, rem- <laughs> I, I remember because great marketing. <laughs> Taylor had the whole setup, you know, for to do everything. I remember, you know, and we're anticipating the game to come out. And at the time, he only had the one kick pedal because that's all you need. I'm like, dude, what are you going to do? <laughs> this is impossible. I'm like, I'm like you're not going to be able to play any of these songs. <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't you worry. Two feet on one he, pedal oh, just man. stomping away. Well, he, you know, he got the second one. And to my surprise, kid couldn't really play real drums. But he could sit down and... That seems to be how that game goes. If you're a musician, you're terrible. If you've never picked up an instrument, you yep. you could beat the game in a weekend. <laughs> See, at the yeah. time, he wasn't a musician yet, so he could absolutely destroy he was that crushing game. It. There you go. He could do it well, and then he learned how to play guitar and bass. <laughs> and he went back and tried to play it, and he goes, "I see what you're saying. It's impossible <laughs> to play once you know what you're doing." Just terrible. 
Yeah, I think that I think it did get a lot of uh, kids at that age into playing real oh, instruments, God, yeah. though. So oh. mm-hmm. that was cool. And then, I mean, how many Guitar Heroes has there been? Five, six. Oh, geez. on top of the Aerosmith I don't and Metallica. Know. I left. Uh, yeah, I left after the after Metallica or Guitar Hero Five. I think was the last one I worked okay. on. Now they have the games that you plug your guitar into something mm-hmm. that right. gets connected to the TV and it's like the same thing, but you're playing on an actual, actual instrument. Here, yeah, play a video game and learn. Somebody who had, had rigged that up on their own. I don't know how they did it, but yeah, they were able to use a real, real guitar. There, there was a bar out in Silver Lake that would have a Guitar Hero night and uh, like karaoke, but it was Guitar Hero. It was super fun. <laughs> That'd be and, popular. Uh, I could see yeah, that. there was one guy who would... I don't know how he how he rigged it up, but uh, yeah, he made it work. It's pretty cool. Just think of the number of kids that have been turned on a Metallica due to Guitar Hero and fucking Stranger Things lately. Right. Oh god. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it started with Guitar Hero and then millions. it made a, a loop around again right. with millions with Stranger and, Things. Yeah. I mean, talk about introducing a ton of people in a very short amount of time. And that's exactly what makes them geniuses for what they've done is the fact that after 40 years, they're still relevant, not only to people our age and even older people way younger than us as well. You know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely insane. There's no other band that stays that relevant with more than their age group. If that makes sense, like kiss. Yes. Still relevant because all their fans are still alive and still listening to them, but they're not marketable to a 12 year old right now. Metallica is because yeah. of a TV yeah. show. I didn't think you're going to say that, Jeff. I thought you were going to talk about Kirk's purple leather coat. He was rocking there night in Pittsburgh. Ah, the purple <laughs> coat. I, I, I don't yeah. sound jealous. <laughs> so Cameron for Metallica guitar hero part 37. The next time you draw Kirk, we want him in purple leather. <laughs> Okay. Purple leather, purple sparkle, sparkle guitar, pants. sparkle pants. Just pur- make his skin purple. Converse just chucks. Purple. <laughs> we need a sketch. We need a sketch of, I almost said Lars, of Kirk in all purple. Just take, uh, just pop Prince's head off, head off and put Kirk on there. And get going. <laughs> there you go. Hey, speaking Kirk of Minneapolis, Kirk, I feel like they would hang. Yeah, it works. I could see them like the same size. I could see them being bros. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey man, where'd you get those sparkle <laughs> pants? Where'd you get those chucks at? Where'd you get this shitty greeny guitar at? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're bros. He says, I have a goofy shaped guitar too. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, do you have anything to do with the the venues in the game or just the characters? Just the characters, yeah. There I think there was about uh three or four uh concept artists who were working on the venues and then they would they would crank out those and then give those over to again same same process. They would give it over to three D modelers who would build it. Go from there. Using using software for all this, or were you? I mean, sketching this out by hand for some projects. Me personally, I was I was honestly yeah I was sketching by hand with pencil on paper and scanning it into the computer, working up in Photoshop and and painting uh, with a tablet, uh, like USB Wacom tablet that you just plug in and. So, so you're looking up at the screen, but then your hand is working down on the uh, the tablet below you. So fairly, I mean, at the time, probably pretty modern, but obviously nowadays a little old school. Imagine doing it nowadays. I'm assuming it would all just be iPads and tablets and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you probably use a Cintiq now. Um, that's what I have, which is a, just a screen that you can you just draw right on the screen with a, a stylus. Yep. And uh so it's a lot it's a lot easier uh because 
you know, you're, you're drawing like you're used to drawing while looking at what you're drawing rather with a tablet that was down below you. And there's kind of this disconnect, which was really awkward at first to get used to. I remember when I first picked that up. Yeah, that'd be totally different. Really from bizarre. Wow. But then you work on that for so long and you go back to, to and you try the Cintiq and that's weird. So it's whatever you're, whatever you're used to. Cameron, how'd the concept and go in terms of ideas to, you know, go to approval? Is there a big approval process or is that pretty kind of free reign as an artist? Really, it depends. It depends on the studio. I mean, I worked at um, I worked at DreamWorks Animation, and uh, that was a lot longer. I mean, they take four years to to make an animated film, Jesus, and it took six months to to create a Guitar Hero game from scratch, pretty much. So, uh, it's a lot different timeline, and there just isn't that. You don't have the ability to to just nitpick every little thing. It's kind of like let's do it. Let's get it up, get it out the door. So. In a lot of ways, it's a lot, a lot more fun to work in that because you're not, you're not looking at it for too long. Sure. You don't have that ability to second guess yourself or, honestly, yeah. I mean, if you're working on a project for four years, you you might change something at the at the last minute that's just that's perfectly fine, but just because you're tired of looking at it for three. You've been years, living it like, full time for that. Oh, I long. think I could make this. Yeah, I think I could make this this different sure. or better just because you're tired of looking at it, but. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, I had an art director who would, or a producer who would give me the task, an art director that would would make sure it was going in the right direction, and then, um, yeah, it was it was pretty, it was pretty easy to get to get things through and and to to work at a at a good pace. I'm just guessing Metallica gives them the go ahead, and then you guys are kind of free yeah. reign, and okay, here's our here's our deadlines, and here's our our release date, and let's go for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They have to uh, approve everything and make sure that's up to the the standards and everything. Um, yeah, I, I, there was definitely some uh, some weird notes <laughs> from from uh, some of the uh, the wives. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, Sharon Osbourne and uh, Courtney Love were, were tough to work with. I don't know if I can. I probably shouldn't be airing my dirty laundry here, but uh, yeah, they we were, love laundry they on a podcast for all. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I should stop myself. But yeah, yeah. Sharon did say, ask uh, if I could make Ozzy look less rumple stilt skinny. <laughs> less rumple stilt, rumple stilt skinny. He's a good man. I remember can that. You take that digital pen and delete these wrinkles. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we want seventies Ozzy. How about this bulge? Can you make that bigger? <laughs> I, want, I wonder if she said the same thing for Jack Black's video game, the Brutal Legend game, because Ozzy's in that too. I wonder if she oh, went right. in and said, hey, yeah. make his face look less <laughs> like a scrotum. I'm sure she did. <laughs> too scrotal. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cameron, do you have anything to do with the uh, how we see the instruments in the game or just the guys themselves? Mostly just the guys themselves. Uh, I did do, uh, for Guitar Hero 3, I did... I designed the the guitar for the uh, the Satan the the final boss. Okay. Oh Lucifer, yeah. Lou. So we had like kind of this uh, well done skull rib cage body. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah. For the most part, there there were just um, you know the instruments they use. So it's kind of like take photos, scan, sure. and uh, on there. How many drafts would you say you go through before a final go ahead is approved? Right. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do recall going through kind of like 
it's actually one of my f- most fun parts of the process was just doing the research and just going back to all those photos and just finding all the images you can of Metallica throughout the years and dumping it all in this big folder and then you know playing around with the outfits doing little little just tiny little, little call them thumbnail sketches just little quick sketches of the outfits or different combinations and and uh yeah trying to uh trying to get what is the most iconic you know outfit for that era mm-hmm. and uh and so yeah i would do just pages and pages of those or just rough sketches just random brainstorms and um you know it, it's a little less uh free when you have actual people you're working from when you're just creating characters out of thin sure. air or based on on musical genres then it's a little more free to to go out there but was cliff burton or jason newstead ever brought up as an option to put in the game uh, I'm sure they were. Uh, I, I wouldn't have been in that meeting, but okay. um, yeah, unfortunately, I did. I remember doing some some cliff sketches, but uh, did not did not go anywhere okay. from there. Out of all of them that you sketched up, who who was your favorite one? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with Kirk actually, but uh, yeah, there there I would say I'm probably most proud of this one uh, <laughs> portrait I did of Lars, where he just. He looks like such an asshole, but it's like, <laughs> it's so, it was so on point. I was like, damn, nailed that one. <laughs> That's the best quote of the night right there. <laughs> Camera's like, can't you just see the ego oozing out of him? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you got these squinty eyes and this little mouth. And he's like, <laughs> he drew, he's about to make he's like if you zoom in far enough, the sweat beads on his forehead say ego in them. You know what you just said, Jeff, that caught my attention? The what? smallest mouth. Now he's about the complete opposite of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the smallest mouth, yet we hear That's so a, that, much. That is a funny one. It's a funny segue into when we were working on uh, on Aerosmith. Yeah, Steven Tyler said, don't make my mouth look big. <laughs> His lip reach is longer than T-Rex arms. <laughs> Good way of measuring. Living it up when I'm going down. <laughs> I should sing some karaoke tonight, Jeff, since we're talking about, you know, karaoke and Guitar Hero parties. You know? Get ready, Cameron. We call it Shane Aroki. That's right. Ooh. I was singing, for some reason, <laughs> Filter earlier today. I missed that band. A filter? I'm serious. Filter? You listen to them? Nice shot. <laughs> nice shot. And uh, awake on my airplane, awake on my airplane. <laughs> oh, he's warmed up. He's ready to go. Oh, he's ready to ready, go. Man. <laughs> You want to take so Jeff's picture because Cameron <laughs> won't remember. All right. Next up to the stage, put your hands together for Shane. That's right, man. Shane Rogan. Cover charge of you $1. Know, I really want Cameron to draw you and I as Guitar Hero cartoons. Ooh, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> and then Steven Tyler with T-Rex on his <laughs> I think Cameron's up for the challenge. I just I don't want to see the bill yeah, that Cameron would send us because he is a true <laughs> professional, unlike Larry Levine. Oh, don't throw Larry <laughs> under the bus like that. Larry! Larry is a professional. Oh, man. I don't know Larry, but... You'd I, like Larry. He's I, a good man. I feel bad. All right. He does the same job you do, Cameron. We just have to give him a hard time because he's done a ton of art for us. Great guy from Pittsburgh. Okay. Check it out. Did you get a free Guitar Hero game? Please say yes. Oh, yeah. He got 10% oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> At Walmart. <laughs> but I did not get any discount on the second base pedal. Oh, man. Oh, that was the marketing ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> what was it, like $50 for a $4 piece of plastic? 
pretty much. Yeah. Oh my god, the poor landfills. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could pro- you could find some of them on marketplace now. Probably the whole kit for four bucks. Probably. I'd say scoop them up now because that game in three years is it's going to be probably featured on Stranger Things and everyone's going to want to play it again. That's a good. <laughs> Eddie Munson Even playing the 16. drum kit. I remember it came with the miniature sticks too. They were terrible to play with. Oh, they flex. They they would warp and flex, and they were like some weird like They're they like, weren't wood. They were three. It was like a plastic th- composite, three quarters the size of a real stick. And I'm like, that's why it sucks so much at the game. I'm like, I'm playing with toothpicks here. He said, "There's no rebound here. There's nothing on those pads." <laughs> it was just like hitting. Oh, it was like hitting a book or something. Just donk. It was dirty. You said you stopped working with the Guitar Hero franchise. Any recent games that you've been working on, or? No, I'm mostly, well, actually, uh, I was working for a VR studio, like a little startup. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, COVID kind of killed that project. We, it was a pretty small team. I was art directing. We had a couple of 3D modelers, and, uh, and I was just, I was coming up with the story and the, and the world building and, and all the characters and the environments, and so I was doing, doing everything, and uh, as far as the, uh, the conceptual, the conceiving of the, of the game, but yeah, it was pretty much... Uh, it was called Barbaria, I think, when uh, when it soft released a, few, a couple months ago. But um, if you want to check that out on uh, on Oculus, those on, Oculus uh, are insane. My nephew has one. I just tried it like a month ago. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, cool. I put it on. I was like, <laughs> "What the hell is going on?" I haven't <laughs> yeah, done it that. You get sick. Oh, Shane, you gotta you gotta try. It's gonna trip you out. Like flight sim all over my living room wherever I look. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the yeah that's a, that's one of the major problems, especially with a game like we were working on, was the the punching, the swinging, the disorientation you get when you're in this whole other world, but you're all still so still free to walk around and punch the TV by accident. Sure, not uh, that's where you not see people. Greatest. I have some ideas for getting around that. I don't know if uh, anyone's done it yet, but uh, I have some ideas I like to pitch about how to avoid that. But yeah, so anyways, like it was kind of a uh, a hack 'em up slasher. Conan the Barbarian. Uh, yes, super fun. It was super fun, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was working on that for a bit. Um, did a lot of free freelance with little games here and there. Uh, done a lot of uh, sculpture design for sideshow collectibles. Uh, they do high end statues of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, any big licensed property. Oh, wow. They do these hyper realistic statues. That's kind of so, be cool to work on. Did a lot. Of, that was super cool. Yeah, and they're. Their uh their headquarters out headquarters is out in Thousand Oaks, which isn't too far from me. And just when you walk in that place, it's just the coolest environment to work. And there's just st- statues and sculptures and just the most badass art everywhere. Very cool. Every room. Going back to that uh, VR, I love when they put the fucking goggles on Grandma on Christmas morning, and you know she she falls <laughs> through the sliding glass window and into the goddamn pool, oh just screaming. God. <laughs> Oh, no, those are some oh, of the dude, best videos. If, if you put that thing on, you'd see why, because you literally feel like you stepped into a different world, and it's literally everywhere you look, everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. There's I, I be didn't some really know gyros in that to know exactly the placement of where you're looking in the room. Well, the, it, it, it like measures where you're standing. So at first, because you you know it's just like a plastic cover is what it looks like. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to see out of this? And I put it on. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell? I can see everything. It kind of measures a certain area that you're supposed to stay within in order for the game of whatever activity you're doing to work. But yeah, it is, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. 
I was like, either I am getting older and this is, you know, the kids are just like, yeah, this is just whatever. Kids are like, oh, this is normal. This is normal. Dude, I, when Ready to Rumble came up for PlayStation 1 and you saw it <laughs> underneath their eyes start to swell up, we were like, oh, shit, graphics are never getting better than look that. Look at that detail. Look at that detail. <laughs> see it? See, no. see? Look, at, look, 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 look. It's, it's there. You can see the blood. And just think when we were really young, we thought Mortal Kombat is as good as the graphics we're going to get. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, Pitfall dude, for Atari, he's holding like, his oh, spine and there's blood coming <laughs> off of it. Look at that. <laughs> it's pretty much a photo. Look at that. <laughs> I, I look at like Microsoft Flight Sim. You obviously have that game. You got the new Xbox, you know. And we think to ourselves now, there's no way it could get any more realistic than that. And I bet you 10, 15 years it's from incredible. now, it's going to it's gonna be even more insane. I just, I don't get how it just keeps the technology and, and the graphic designers and you artists, you just, it just keeps getting better and better. Because of Microsoft Paint, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how fast technology compounds and blows up, and snowballs exponentially. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I can I can imagine in fifteen years we're we're not going to be leaving the house. We're just going to be strapped in, and <laughs> I don't think be, you're too far off. I fifteen to twenty years. Oasis, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. We'll all be five hundred pounds still eating Chick Fil A. <laughs> it's going to be where yeah. you you don't even need to use your body anymore. You're going to find a way to plug yourself your mind into something and then your body will just shrivel up and dissipate mm-hmm. and your mind will just stay alive inside technology camera how many projects are you working on at once uh, this day and age um this day and age i'm actually uh focusing uh very much on a personal project called sleepwalker uh that i've been working on for about about my whole career just uh uh you know in on off hours or or when i'm down on work i'll just I'll just crank out my uh, my sleepwalker project. It's about a a kid who uh, can travel between worlds through dreams. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. His uh, his parents are neuroscientists studying uh, consciousness who get a little too close to the to the to the nightmare world, and uh, their consciousness is abducted. So he has to go into oh, wow. the dream world to to try and uh, and rescue him, and with a couple friends from. From uh, and the uh, funny enough, the uh, the town, the fictional town uh, that they all come from in the waking world is called Asteria. Uh, <laughs> so and it's very much based on Astoria. Thank um, God you so. didn't say Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the Goondocks. Ten times better. Obviously, a tremendous career. You've worked with some of the biggest names in the in the business, and now it's it seems like. You know, have a little bit of time to to do something for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've definitely I've taken the project really, really far, and it's I've written a, a script for the pilot. I, I would love to see it be a game. I would love to see it be an animated series. I would love to see it be live action, mm-hmm. uh, mixed I, with animation. With what uh, you just yeah. described, I could see it being any of those. I think uh, you think it's ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, to pitch. I've never pitched it to a, a major studio or anything, so it's just kind of been sitting there uh getting richer and richer over the years and wow. pretty excited that about is it. Cool, but yeah. yeah actually uh, uh i just got some um, some freelance today with, with a, a company that does movie posters so i will be uh uh illustrating a poster for uh, uh i can't talk about it but a, a, an upcoming film that should be uh should be very, very cool. cool awesome man 
Well, good I don't know you, about Shane, but I'm ready. I'm ready to make my acting debut, whether it's <laughs> via voice or no, I w- on the big screen. I want to put the ping pong, the ping pong ball suit on and rock that for an afternoon and sweat my ass off like Lars was as he was go. struggling to play the shortest straw. We're all familiar with that video. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. He he had an issue going back. I haven't seen that. Damn. What's, oh, it's a great video. What's that, Cameron? Yeah, it's a great video. I haven't seen that. I got to check oh, that just out. Oh, just a great just video. Just YouTube Lars Ulrich Guitar Hero Failure. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's full ping pong ball suit, and he cannot figure out the first 10 seconds of the shortest straw. <laughs> That's funny. I love when they're shooting those ping pong, those ping pong uh, sections. Did you see the guitars they're using, Jeff? It's like just wood with a bunch of black electrical tape on it. Yeah, it's just something yep. for a marker, just <laughs> yeah. for their hands. It's like here's a wood, yep. just 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 air guitar this block for an afternoon, and we'll just we'll pretend. get what we need. I would say, well, yeah, one one of the most fun guys to come in, yeah, yeah. Lemmy was a great, Lemmy was great, and uh, and Zach Wild was fucking hilarious. I forgot about guy. Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was in Guitar Hero Four, Guitar Hero World Tour. I I forget. Uh, same same thing, but uh, yeah, he came in, and uh, I don't know if I should say this either, but they wouldn't they wouldn't let him have any hard alcohol, but they gave him beer. And, uh, I was back when Zach was the, still uh, a drinker. Slow down the buzz, and uh, <laughs> it didn't work. He got hammered. It was awesome. <laughs> Made for a good afternoon, huh? It was so fun. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the the uh, the Patriots, uh, which uh, which he loved, had just lost the Super Bowl to uh, I can think the Giants. The Giants, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, his his buddy. He was Black Label Society, and his buddy came in like, dude. Uh, give make his outfit all pink like in a, in one of my concept <laughs> sketches of zach so uh i did that and he had this long uh braided beard and i put a little pink bow at the bottom and then i put a, <laughs> a tattoo of eli manning on his shoulder <laughs> how'd that go over <laughs> oh my god he's gonna kick my ass he, he comes he, he comes into the room and uh he's got a kilt on and no shirt of course he's, he's i was gonna say did he have the kilt on <laughs> Total normal day at work. He's like, brother, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen in my life. He gave me a a big hug, so I was like, oh, okay. That means he appreciated your talent, Cameron. I'd take that as a compliment. I think so, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, take the piss out of him a little bit. Oh, that's so funny. Great story. What's even better, Jeff, is now we know that King Diamond is actually Mr. Cameron Davis. Mr. Cameron Davis. (laughs) That's right. That Zach story, though, that's... That's up there. We're going to end this call. I'm going to go <laughs> dust off the Guitar Hero, and I'm going to go play some, yeah, some King go. Diamond slash Cameron Davis tunes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to look up on YouTube the King Diamond animation. Like, oh, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> I know that dude. For all our listeners you- out there in Podcast for All World, I highly encourage you Googling Cameron Scott Davis and seeing some incredible talent when you uh, Google image Mr. Davis. Mm-hmm. It's it's impressive, Cameron. It's 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 a little bit more than I can do on Microsoft Paint. I'll put it that way. Hey, it's enough to deserve a golf clap on in podcast for all. I think more than a golf clap. Larry Levine gets golf claps. Cameron Davis gets uh, a standing O. Damn. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You, you just putting Larry down after he, he housed you yeah. for multiple days, and now you're just putting him down like that. I just crashed on Larry's couch for three days, and I'm already shutting him down. That's that's how we roll here at uh, midnight. In, uh... I've been working for you again. <laughs> Larry, when you hear this, 
shoot me a text and let me know that now I am your favorite host on in podcast for all. I will be welcome back, and I wasn't even there. I gave him a few Metallica Pittsburgh guitar picks. That was my payment for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, actually, you know what? Before we end, that that reminds me of a uh, uh, we got to see uh, Metallica kind of warm up for their their tour. They did a little. Uh, uh, kind of private concert for for the studio. Uh, Whoa! They went on, out on tour, and uh, so yeah, we went up to San Francisco. Went to the uh, I think it was the Cow Palace, and yeah, there was about five or six hundred people there, and they were just testing out the equipment and the the big coffins coming out of the ceiling and everything. It was a warm up. Oh, that's cool and, uh, that you got to be there for that. Yeah. I remember that it was yeah, like a warm up show for got, the Death I, Magnetic tour. Exactly, and I got I got I definitely got spit on by Rob. He uh, <laughs> he's a He's a gleeker. When he's up there. <laughs> a gleeker. <laughs> he's like, I didn't like the way my braids were whipping around in the video game, so I'm going to gleek yeah. on you. Here you go. <laughs> only, only time I've been spit on and been proud of it. Yeah, you never forget those moments. <laughs> Jeff, any anything more for our favorite Guitar Hero artist, Mr. Cameron Davis? Oh, man, he's answered a lot. and He answered a ton, tell you but what, I, like your, I think the Zach Wild story takes the prize. The fact that you got to interact with all those different rock stars throughout the years between the different games, and I'm sure it's probably something you never thought in a million years you get to meet your idols. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely peaked early. That it hasn't gotten better since then. <laughs> well, really, hey, you never know this project, this next thing. That's right. right. You could be moving from rock stars to movie stars, and let's face it. There we go. Hey, you know what? I would love to incorporate a lot of uh, musicians as voice actors in this project. Actually, I I always wanted like uh, Mike Patton to play the Nightmare King. I always thought that would be the the best. That'd be solid. That'd be fucking really solid. (laughs) With a bunch of crazy voices. Well, like I said, I'm ready to make my acting debut. So give me a call. All right. Introducing Jeff Jeff Winslow, (laughs) driving instructor by day, guitarist by night. Guitarist, voice actor by night. Cameron, when you messaged me, uh, is your Metallica buddy next to you by chance? He is, yeah. Yeah, this is Ralph. He's uh, he's my roommate from college, and he's like the biggest Metallica expert. He's been sitting next probably, to you for 52 uh, minutes, and we haven't even talked about Ralph. I will, I will now introduce Ralph. And, and <laughs> Ralph Stampone of, uh, of, of Patterson, New Jersey. Here we go. All right, put him on for a bit. What's up, guys? Ralph, how you hey, doing, man? Going? Hey, not bad, not bad. Nice to meet hey, you. Hey, thanks for coming on. So Cameron said, hey, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to chat about Guitar Hero, my career, my business, but I just have my buddy around who's a diehard Metallica fan, so maybe he can join us. And what do you got for us, man? How how you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm visiting Cameron for a week, and uh, yeah, we're just having some beers right now, and yeah, listening to music and watching movies. Right on. And, yeah, it's like we're old. Uh, That's yeah, the way, man. college roommates, yeah. So we, we talked to Cameron, Ralph, about... Guitar Hero animation. I want to ask you a couple diehard Metallica fan questions. You ready? All right. I think I'm ready. It's been a while. All right. Just some trivia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little jump in the fire trivia. Uh, How many times have you seen the band? Only once. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. So, like, diehard in the sense that, like, yeah, I love the music, but, like, as far as seeing them, yeah, it was with Cameron at the Cow Palace. Uh, Oh, you watched that show. Oh, you saw that show, too? Yeah, I was there with him. After that experience, I mean, you know. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so that that definitely puts him levels above that's most solid. people who even people who've seen him lots of times. Because if you've seen that show, it's a pretty exclusive show to be at. You're like ten feet away from them, so it's like <laughs> that's so cool. I'm, I'm just it. thinking yeah. the death magnetic stage in the round in an arena, and there's only 500 of you there. That's that that's a cool experience. Absolutely. I'm some motherfucking. 
if you had a song you didn't care for and thought Metallica should never release, we call it the song that should not be. What would be your song that should not be from the past f- almost 41 years? And it's okay to say Enter Sandman. No, it's not. <laughs> um, it's not okay to say Purify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I would say from something from St. Anger, of course. Oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the whole that whole vibe. I mean, I don't know. All right, you get you can get so, you can get a pass. Normally, we don't allow Saint Anger to be brought these are up. But special you know guest tonight, Jeff. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> you get a pass. He, he you get a pass. Fresh out of rehab, so you know I understand, of course. But yeah, it was just and they wanted to do something different, and they had that garage vibe. You know, I get it, but I don't know. Yeah, There's that multi-million dollar like, garage vibe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> multi-million dollar that, mastering. <laughs> yeah, that's what always cracks me up whenever I go back and watch that movie. It's like, oh, they want to sound like a band who goes into the garage for the first time, except that band is Metallica. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, that band's worth quarter of a billion dollars per person. No <laughs> garage sound. <laughs> now, one final question, Ralph: Have you mastered and beat Guitar Hero Metallica the game? I never got into it. I'm a guitar player. So like, oh, see? I'll play exactly. Guitar, That's exactly. what we were talking about earlier. If you're a musician, you suck at that game. Yeah, it's like you have four buttons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How does that correspond to a guitar? Since this is a Metallica <laughs> podcast, you are a musician. I do got one more question for you. Do you have a favorite Metallica song that you like to play on guitar? As of recently, uh, Sanitarium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that there's something about that, like the as a piece of music, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it blows my mind. Absolutely, it's got the melodic, it's got the riffing, the heavy. Yeah, it has everything. Yeah, it's like it's a piece of classical music. Like the way I see just it, just leave me the fuck alone. Damn, he just aged the boys like that. It's a piece of classical music. What is this, Beethoven? Well, it is in the Damn. it is in the Smithsonian, Jeff. So it we're is. talking real American history here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> hell yeah Ralph. thanks for jumping on man we knew we, i knew you were somewhere around yeah. there he said you were you were close by so we had to get we had to get you in there for a couple yeah. minutes yeah no problem thanks for having me on that was awesome oh absolutely man <laughs> it was nice meeting you is is cameron still available or is he gone for the night <laughs> we only had one mic otherwise it, we could have been uh doing that better the whole no. time. roll out of beer man oh what's there to say <laughs> fuck going on a beer run what's there to say Cameron, thanks again for joining us in Podcast for All Season 9, Episode 9. Keep in touch. I'm going to go dust off Guitar Hero, and I'm going to go play a little King Diamond. No lie. I'm, I'm going to go find one on Marketplace. I got I gotta to No, 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 no. No, no. He said check the landfill for that kick pedal. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> cool. That was awesome. Thanks, guys. I really had fun. Thank you. Jeff, I'll see you next week. Cameron, uh, keep in touch. And don't forget to leave that seven-star review on iTunes, everybody. Thanks again, Cameron. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Take care.
Bye. 